Welcome, or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Garlic, Aranyo, and a Trade Idea and ask me questions if I was confusing. Yes, I have another trade idea. Yes, I have another trade idea. And yes, I'm hiding it until after the break. Because, well, it's important to talk about where the Cubs are or might be and assess any available information before you figure out what trades actually might make sense. At least that's my take. Um, Kyle Garlick and Victor Arano were run through waivers today. And both were claimed. I had commented on both as being logical targets for the Cubs. Arano is a pitcher that had, I'm pretty sure he has some option seasons remaining, but he's pitched at the major league level. And Kyle Garlick has hit at the major league level and has at least one minor league option remaining. I think the whole who has how many options remaining thing might be up for a debate with the um, last year, nobody really getting to play minor league games. But Garlick has at least one more option season after this one. So, uh, We'll see. But um, Garlic is a corner outfielder, principally. He has hit a home run at the major league level. Had uh, He hit above average in a short stint for the 2019 Dodgers. He ended up elsewhere last year. I think, was it Seattle? I think it's Seattle. Um, played briefly, ineffectively. But his... 2019 campaign was legitimate, perhaps. So uh, I was thinking, since the Cubs have 36 guys on their 40-man roster, and Arano and Garlic have both played at the major league level, both would be logical people to put in a waiver claim for, my thought. Now, I wasn't really interested in trading talent, to get either of the two, but if they would happen to the Cubs in a waiver sort of scenario, pick them up for $50,000, that would seem useful. Aranya would stretch the bullpen, Garlic would give them another outfielder to swing the bat. It made sense to me. And I've been waiting, watching, wondering what's gonna happen because either of the two would have made sense for the Cubs. Today, they were both claimed by Atlanta. Atlanta had a better record than the Cubs. This means if the Cubs had claimed either Arano or Garlic or both, they would have received them. But they opted, no, we're good. We don't want Arano. We don't want Garlic. But the Braves, who are a better team than the Cubs, 
said, yeah, we'll take them both. So at some point, one gets to start wondering, what the heck are they waiting for to fill up their 40-man roster? Do they even want to fill up their 40-man roster? Maybe they have information on Garlic or Arano that they were terrible players to obtain. Maybe so. Maybe so. But the Braves, who have a better team and, in my book, are better at developing players, said, we're going to take a gamble on both of them. And now the Braves' 40-man roster is full. The Cubs is still at 36. And the Cubs do not have Victor Arano or Kyle Garlick on their roster. Apparently, we're waiting for something other than players who can be obtained for cash only and have league minimum rates. What is it that the Cubs are waiting for? I'm really not sure. Because at this point in the season, if you have four... 40-man roster spots open, that's, that's almost obscene. And to let players who better teams, a better team wants, a better team, Atlanta, wanted Arano, a better team, Atlanta, wanted Kyle Garlic, and got him for cash only. At some point, one has to wonder what the Cubs' uh, plan actually is. I, it if Arano or Garlic would have been claimed by Cincinnati or Milwaukee or, heck, even the Padres. The Padres were, let's see, did the Padres have a, I don't know if the Padres were, I'm not sure if the Padres will qualify, but there were a lot of teams that would have had waiver priority over the Cubs. And if one of those teams had claimed them, <laughs> no worries. Because then it could have been that the other team valued him and the Cubs valued him and the other team got the tiebreaker due to previous season record. But no, the Cubs did not want Kyle Garlick. The Cubs did not want Victor Arano. And the Braves did. At some point, one gets to start wondering, what is it that the Cubs are actually after? After the jump, a bit, and a trade. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I put together, I put effort and quality into each one to try to assure information you won't get as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might enjoy this sort of information delivery service on Deep Dive Cubs News, send them a link of an episode that might resonate with them. Perhaps this one. Hitting like, share, follow, retweet, or subscribe is also appreciated. Ask if you need assistance on sharing. Much of this podcast is assessing value. As you assess the value this podcast provides you, most podcast delivery systems allow a simple link for you to contribute to the podcast and host in the fashion that is most applicable for you. Anchor also allows sponsorships for podcasts. Thanks for any and all levels of support. So the question is, what is the Cubs' goal? What is the Cubs' plan 
for 2021. Put a pin in the thought. Put a pin in the thought, I'm going to change the team for a second. What do you think is the Yankees' goal for 2021? The New York Yankees. What, 27 world championships? 27 world championships. I think that's what it is. Um, what's their goal for 2021? Is it to finish top two in the AL East and potentially eliminate the Tampa Bay Rays in the postseason? Do you think that's their goal? Nah, nah. Um, maybe their goal is to make it to the World Series and extend the Dodgers to at least six games before they lose. Do you think that's the, the Yankees' goal? Nah. It shouldn't be. The Yankees' goal has been rather um, obvious since the early 20s. The Yankees want to win the World Series every year. Every year, the Yankees want to win the World Series. And... For 27 times they've done that. Now, sometimes they don't, but if they have a season where they miss the playoffs, that's unacceptable. If they get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs now, that's unacceptable. If they go a decade without a World Series title, that's unacceptable. At least that's what the people that I follow on Twitter say when they are Yankees fans. No! Not winning is not acceptable. The only thing that's acceptable is doing that which is going to win a World Series championship. Now, I would imagine there's probably a couple of Cubs fans that wish that were the Cubs mindset, but right now it isn't. Clearly it isn't. Um, but what, what do you think the Yankees' goal is for 2021? Let's toss in 2022 as well. 2021, 2022. Do you think... Yankees fans will be satisfied if in 2021 and 2022, well, we made the postseason one of those years and we made it to the LCS that year. Do you think that's what they're shooting for? No, the Yankees are not about getting a, what is it? The red ribbon is second place, I think. Blue ribbon's the large hunk of metal. I, I don't think the Yankees are about um, consolation prizes. Just a guess. I could be wrong. But I really don't think consolation prizes are the goal of why they line up in spring training with the Yankees. So let's say, let's just take a large leap and say the Yankees really do want to win in 2021 or 2022. And if they don't win in 2021 or 2022, that's not acceptable. It doesn't matter if it, well, there, there, there were a couple of fewer games because um, spring training got started late. So because of that, uh, it, it's acceptable to not win the world. No, no, no. The Yankees want to win the World Series and they're pot committed to it. 
You think that's the case? You think that's the case? Just maybe? If the Yankees are pot committed to winning in 2021 or 2022. And not pot committed to, well, we'd like to do that, but we don't want to... Well, that's not pot commitment. That's hedging. That's couching your opinion. Are the Yankees, do you think, pot committed to winning in 2021 or 2022? Because if they want to win in 2021 or 2022... There's a there's a very realistic way they can make trade to make themselves better to win in 2021 or 2022. Very realistic. It's a one for one. But it boils to are they pot committed to winning in 2021 or 2022? And if they're not, the the trade would be absurd. The trade from a Yankees perspective, would be absurd if winning in 2021 or 2022 is, well, wouldn't that be adorable? If the Yankees are pot committed to winning the World Series championship in 2021 or 2022, there is one move they could make that I think would probably be mutually agreeable to make themselves much better to increase their likelihood of winning the World Series in either 2021 or 2022, that's trading Jason Dominguez for Kyle Hendricks. Oh, Cubs fans hate that trade. They would hate that trade more than they hated the trade where they got Kyle Hendricks for Ryan Dempster. They'd hate that trade more than they hated the trade where they got Anthony Rizzo for Andrew Kashner. Cubs fans would hate the trade. Unless, of course, it worked out. But Yankees fans would probably hate it as well. Because as much as Yankee fans talk about being pot committed to winning in 2021 or 2022... I don't know if they are anymore. If the Yankees were to add Kyle Hendricks to their roster and surrender nobody in double-A, triple-A, or higher, Kyle Hendricks would upgrade their rotation, which would help their bullpen, which would help their offense. If their defense does their job well enough, you know Kyle Hendricks is going to keep you in ball games. Come October, the Yankees would be a much better squad in much better shape to win in 2021 and or 2022. And all they would give up is someone who would not play for them in 2021 or 2022. Are the Yankees pot committed to winning in 2021 or 2022? And as for Cubs fans, oh, they'd hate it. Cubs fans would absolutely detest the trade because I have no idea who Jason Dominguez is. He's not going to play with the Cubs for a long time. And I have no problem with someone saying, 
I don't like the trade because I don't want to trade Kyle Hendricks. I have no problem with it. No worries about whatsoever. Anyone who would want to hate the trade is certainly welcome to hate the trade for whatever reason they want to hate the trade. However, once you've picked the lane, the Kyle Hendricks trade was not popular. The Anthony Rizzo trade was not popular because they were unknown players. I don't know who these guys are. I haven't seen them play. I don't have a feel for them. I don't... Uh, if the Cubs would obtain Jason Dominguez, probably wouldn't play for the team until 2024. So 2021, 2022, 2023. is a terrible trade. It's a horrible trade. They got some guy I've never even heard of. But then in 2024, in 2025, 2026, 2027, Jason Dominguez would presumably still be in the Cubs pipeline. Would still, would eventually make it to the Major League Club and start bashing the ball. And suddenly people would have amnesia. Oh, did I not like this trade originally? Oh, well, th there must have been some dumb reason for it because... Well, now I like Jason Dominguez. This trade isn't going to happen. This trade won't happen. It's not going to happen because the Yankees don't prioritize 2021 and 2022. Nobody, you know, very few teams prioritize anymore. They realize that you win with cost-controlled talent, and Jason Dominguez is cost-controlled talent. As much as teams want to bluster, as much as fans want to bluster about how it's important, it's essential, every year is sacred, front offices are, no, this, this guy looks good. I like his numbers. I like what I've seen from him. He will be league minimum for three years. And then he'll be cost controlled beyond that. And possibly, possibly, possibly he might sign a long-term extension. At a team-friendly rate. That's what teams want. Teams want cost control. Teams want Extensions at a team-friendly rate. Extensions at a team-friendly rate like the Cubs gave to Kyle Hendricks. This trade isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I have no idea what the Cubs are thinking. If you're not going to sign players who can make your team better, when they're league minimum and still have seasons where they can be sent back down to the minor leagues, I have no idea what that team is doing. The Cubs have to trim more salary, apparently. Who are they going to trade? I don't know. Who are they going to get back? I don't know. Who are they going to trade them to? I don't know. When are they going to trade them? I don't know.
What sort of player are they looking for in the waiver wire? I don't know that either. The Cubs have a plan, presumably. You're not going to like it. And if they're not claiming useful players off of waivers, I'm probably not going to like it either. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.